0: Greenie with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Back and better than ever, Greenie presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, as always, on the Goodyear Hotline, including one of the great members of the Bills Mafia. That would be Steve Tasker. We've had so many of the Bills legends this week and another member of that family. And he does the games on the radio up there, too. He'll join me live in about 15 minutes. The green list is Brady Centered today. Final Four weekend is here. Let's go. Here we go.
2: Only one place to start.
1: And there's only one place to begin. And that, of course, is with the games this weekend. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you need the KOD picks, right? Like you need to know who's going to win these games on Sunday. And I will tell you that I don't have to pick the games for you today. I don't need to make a pick in the AFC Championship game. I don't need to make a pick in the NFC Championship game because I made the picks on both of these games on September 10th on ESPN. Here's what I said. I, too, have Kansas City winning the Super Bowl, but I have them beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I just buy. Mm. I buy into it in every conceivable way, primarily because that's a much better team than anyone else, I think, realizes the Buccaneers I'm talking about. So I've got Tampa Tom at home, but I have him losing to Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I gave you Kansas City and Tampa on September 10th, and I don't see any earthly reason to change now. Let's make that straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, Mahomes is going to play. And if there's one thing we have learned about the Immortals, they don't lose this game. I told you on December 11th on Get Up that the Bills have the formula to beat the Chiefs. But since then, they've stopped running the ball. The Bills don't run it, they don't even try to. They've abandoned it completely. In their two playoff games, the Buffalo Bills running backs have 19 combined carries. That's not it, that's not the formula. Teams to beat Mahomes have averaged 35 rushes for 166 yards in those games. If they're counting on Josh Allen matching Mahomes, big play for big play, good luck. Buffalo scored 10 points last week. It was a pick six in that game. Their offense scored 10 points. Now, the Ravens are a better defense than Kansas City, but you know what they're not? They're not the 85 Bears. Mahomes and the Chiefs and their Hall of Fame coach, they don't lose this game at home. And when I say Hall of Fame coach, I mean that with certainty. Andy Reid and Kansas City are hosting their third straight championship game. There's only one other team that has ever done that. It was the Philadelphia Eagles early in the 2000s. You know who their coach was? Andy Reid. Andy Reid is elite. He is working his way slowly up the list of the greatest football coaches ever. He wins it this year, which I believe he will. He is going to start having to be discussed with the really great coaches ever when we talk about Belichick and Lombardi and Walsh and the others that you want to put in that conversation. Andy Reid is going to start knocking on that door. So, again, they're home this weekend, and the only caveat I give is if Mahomes doesn't play, then I change my mind completely. If Mahomes doesn't play, then I would, I would, I don't like saying this, I would bet my house on Buffalo, but I don't think there's any way that happens. Very quickly, to give you a sense of where they are, there's a five-step protocol that Patrick Mahomes has to work through. The belief is that he is right now either at the fourth or fifth step already. He's been practicing in full this week, even though he has to be listed as limited. He's done everything there is to do. He will have to be checked and cleared by an independent neurologist. But I think there is much more concern coming out of Kansas City for his foot or his toe than there is for his head. So he may be limited a little bit based upon his foot, But I think there's, it is practically a certainty that he is going to play. And in the event that he does, I absolutely believe he is going to win. Now, on the other side, what more could you possibly ask for? It is the goat versus the boat at Lambeau Field in the snow, and the winner goes to the Super Bowl. That's about as good as you could ever possibly ask for as a football fan. The boat-goat thing is something that I gave you when they played each other last time. Tom Brady is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Aaron Rodgers is in the discussion to be the boat, the best of all time. I read a ridiculous article that was written about that yesterday of someone trying to make that same point, but they did it terribly. Let me make it for you now. Tom Brady is the GOAT. That's not an opinion. His accomplishments so dwarf those of anyone else that it isn't even close. The fact that he's doing what he's doing at the age of 43 is essentially impossible. To suggest anyone else is the greatest football player of all time instantly disqualifies you from the conversation. It can no longer be an opinion. It is an obvious statement of fact. So he's the greatest. But that said, it doesn't mean he's the best. The best has a degree of subjectivity to it that the greatest does not. But Rodgers might well be the best. In fact, I think he is the best I've ever seen. This year rekindled that for me. His apex, I've, I, if coming into the season, I would have said, Aaron Rodgers, at his very best, didn't last long enough. There were other great ones I would think of, a guy like John Elway, others who I thought I would put in the best conversation, that maybe had a little longer prime. But Aaron Rodgers has shown you that he is still in his prime. He very well may have just had his best season. So for me, this is the boat against the GOAT. I've got Tampa because of their defense. That's why I like the Buccaneers this weekend. They confused Rodgers the first time they played each other. They dominated New Orleans last week. They have a much better defense than Green Bay does, and that counts for something. Rodgers has to play great, much more than Brady has to play great, for them to win. And that's not to say that Rodgers isn't capable of doing it. This game is a coin toss, no matter how you look at it. The last thing I saw on Twitter just a few minutes ago from David Purdom is that the consensus line right now is Green Bay minus three. Seems right to me there at home. There will be some fans there. Weather seems to lean in their direction. I don't think the weather will be an enormous factor. But I understand Green Bay is a field goal game, which basically is home field. To me, this is a coin flip game. I will take Tampa based, A, on having picked them before the season started, but B, more importantly, because I think they have the better defense. So as I told you four months ago, it'll be Kansas City and Tampa in the Super Bowl to culminate a season we will never forget. How blessed are we as fans of this sport to get this, a fully legit season. The top four MVP candidates are in the final four. The final MVP voting, I believe, is going to go. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. It certainly would be legitimate if it did. The coronavirus did not decide this season in any meaningful way. Frankly, when we get to this point, we can say it didn't decide it at all. There's no bad matchup possible. We got ourselves a genuinely great football season. And to the National Football League, which has now announced that they're going to be giving tickets to health care workers. They're going to have 20-something thousand fans at the Super Bowl. And they're giving them free to a whole bunch of healthcare workers who will have had the vaccine by that time. You just can't do it any better. You can't do it any better. The National Football League has gotten so many things right going back over the course of the last 10 months, 11 months. All I can do is tip my cap. Absolutely outstanding. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Steve Tasker will join me coming up live, previewing the Buffalo side of this. The green list is Brady documented today, and it will blow your mind. We are going to be jam-packed on this Football Friday. I am Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. It's a championship game. He's well, he going should to play. He should play. I just look forward to how does he handle that first hit. Josh Allen is
2: every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.
1: Uh, We got a lot to look forward to this weekend. AFC Championship game Chiefs and Bills, part of the NFL's Final Four. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And joining me now is another member of this legendary Bills family. The closeness of this group continues to amaze me. He's also maybe the greatest special teams player the NFL ever had. Steve Tasker is on the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Steve Tasker.
0: Greeny, thanks for having me on. I got a laugh, though. Yesterday, I was sitting around doing my thing, and I started getting texts from Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith. All the guys are all texting me going, hey, can I give Greeny your number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. You pulled, out, you pulled out all the stops. You got the boys sick? to hound me all day of course i said yeah of course you can give greeny my number no problem so i'm glad to be on with you well i am
1: just delighted um or not delighted well i am delighted but i'm also just really i'm almost i would i would describe it as moved at how close you guys have remained as the bills made this run you know we had bruce smith on and he started talking about how close you guys have remained and we called up thurman thomas he came on said the same thing We had jim kelly he said the same thing it is remarkable to me because i don't know that this is the way it works for every team and every city the way you guys have remained so close to each other and to the bills organization really it's inspirational
0: green i can't i don't know what else to tell you except i love those guys i love them absolutely like they were my own family um i we went through a lot together you know not too many football players or football teams have been through the the highs and the ultimate lows that we went through together and we commiserated and and I watched, you know, those four guys we're talking about and a bunch of others with Cornelius Bennett, Daryl Talley, and Kent Hull and all the guys. I mean, I watched those guys um, do some amazing things on the football field, and I was I was privileged to be a part of it. So, yeah, I I, I do love them. I do, like, like brothers. But even more than that, Greeny, I respect them to death because even now, 30 years later, most of those guys – they're, they have continued to grow and evolve in their lives, and they're really special people. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing to see, and I'm, I'm thankful they're in my life.
1: Well, the fans are called Bill's Mafia, and you guys are a Bill's family, and so I wonder with that thought in mind, what are your emotions all these years later? It's been a quarter century to see this team and this group led by this quarterback getting back to the championship game.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, and and there's a little symmetry too. The first Super Bowl we went to and and got beat when when uh, you know by nineteen nineteen to twenty by the Giants, and it was in Tampa Bay. And there's a little symmetry. You know, it's kind of you can you can construe a little symmetry there if the Bills were able to make it back to go back to the site of their first loss and maybe avenge it, and maybe even avenge it against a guy like Tom Brady who's tormented them for two two decades. You know, uh, there's a lot of symmetry and a great story if indeed the Bills can play well enough to get there, but. You know how it is and you get to this you get to this point, Greeny. You you don't get a play, you know, this year's version of the Jets or this year's version of the Jaguars. I mean you're you're playing mm. the Kansas City Chiefs with Pat Mahomes and all that. So uh your work's cut out for you in these types. Uh when you win games like the Bills did last week against Baltimore, your only reward is an even bigger one against an even better opponent. So we'll see.
1: It's interesting, and it's a good point. I hadn't thought of it that way about the symmetry of Tampa, and that's what, for those who don't remember, that's one of the legendary Super Bowls of all time, not only because of the field goal at the end, but that's the Whitney Houston National Anthem Super Bowl that was right after the war had just begun in the Middle East. And so and so that is, uh, for those of us who remember it, one of the most memorable Super Bowls ever played. Steve Tasker of, of the Bills with me here. So let's get into the game here. Let, let's start by talking about the defense. We We all assume that Mahomes is going to play. But I, I think the foot people are, are are projecting the foot or the toe might have a greater impact on his ability than the concussion protocol, which we all expect him to clear. How do you think if he's not able to run around the way he usually does? How does that impact the game?
0: Was, I think that's a big question. Certainly, if if you know he seems to be the guy that that could overcome something like that, though. Too, I mean, certainly his his mobility is is one of his greatest assets, and his ability is not only to run around, but you know he does he's done everything but throw it behind his back for a completion too right i mean so it doesn't really matter where he's around or how he's moving he can still sling it uh but his ability to do that um it, it will be something the bills won't know until they start watching him play or get a feel for it and they may not know until after the game win or lose whether he says yeah it was really bothering me um you know this is you know, Mahomes is the key to this thing for the chiefs no question about it he's he's an ultimate player he's a and we've called him, he's a unicorn, you know, I mean, he's one of a kind. Um, and that's, um, you got to contain him and his inability to run around like normal. Uh, I'm sure Andy Reid will have that in the back of his mind. If he knows how limited Pat Mahomes is, it may affect their play calls. If they're, if they're trying to beat you with their left hand on their play sheet, maybe that gives you a better chance to beat them because they'll be forced to do something they're not used to doing. Uh, or maybe doing some other things rather than what they do really the best way in certain situations. So, yeah, Pat Mahomes is the key, and if he's not 100%, I think not only a great player like that, not only does when he plays great, he elevates everybody. When he's not great, I think everybody drops a little bit too, so I think that's a big issue.
1: Maybe we'll get a sense of it almost immediately based upon how he's moving around at the beginning of the game. Again, that's the late game on Sunday as we head into the NFL's championship games. Uh, If there's a quarterback who's playing as well as he is, it is Josh Allen, who has had an, an unbelievable season. And before we talk about what he should do on Sunday, you're there to see it all up close and personal. How would you describe what this season has been for Josh Allen?
0: Well, we thought maybe he'd pop out and make another incremental increase in his in his play from last year. He went from 52 his rookie year to 58 or 59 his second year. Then this year we figured maybe if he could get to 63%, a 64% completion percentage. Well, he jumped it all the way up to 69%. There's been a couple of games where he hung 80% completion rate on some people. And the thing that gets me about it, Greeny, is that, it, it doesn't seem to be a one year kind of thing. This seems real. He's, he's reading defenses. He's a, he's a couple of levels mentally further down the road than we thought he would be. Um, getting in and out of plays, changing protections, checking out of a play, checking back into a play, making throws um, that, you know, with a guy with his gift, I mean, you just don't see very often. The guy's. The guy's unbelievable with his arm, uh, his athleticism out of the pocket, his accuracy, and the weapons that they upgraded around him with Steph Diggs and another year in the system with Brian Dable. It's been pretty phenomenal. Um, there's been about five or six, maybe even seven games this season. The Bills had one of the toughest schedules in the league, and they played the NFC West. They went 3-1 and one in that in that division and were a hail Murray away from going 4-0 oh in the mm-hmm. NFC West. They mm-hmm. swept the AFC East. Uh, they are. They played a gauntlet of a schedule, and every week, I would, you know we were sitting there talking about. it. I was like, I don't know. You know, you always had your doubts, and the whole team, Josh Allen included, played better and better and better. And Sean McDermott and his staff has this team improving every week, even when they're hanging forty points on the Broncos. You think, wow, it can't get any better. Well, they hang fifty-six on the on the Dolphins in this week seventeen, and the Dolphins had a better defense. It was. It's just they have stacked great game on top of great game, improvement on top of improvement, mm-hmm. and Josh Allen's the poster boy for the whole thing. It's been pretty phenomenal to watch.
1: Oh, I agree. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you something. I know you know this, but I don't know that the everyone listening to the conversation knows it. They won every game they played this year that wasn't rescheduled except for the Hale-Murray game. So that game, which they lost on one pass, one play, that they otherwise wind up winning – was the only game that they lost this year that wasn't rescheduled. The the, the games that were played when they were supposed to be scheduled and when the the scheduling got all kind of screwed up around some of the other games this year, those are the only other games they lost. They only lost three games the entire season. Two of them were rescheduled, and the third one was a Hail Mary on the game or a Hail Murray on the game's final play. So they've had a a ridiculous season. Let me ask you this, though. Steve Tasker with me here on ESPN Radio. The last two weeks in the playoffs— They've stopped running the ball completely. They've just stopped. Their running backs have a combined total of 19 carries in their two playoff wins. Can they get away with that against Kansas City Sunday?
0: I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. And I think, uh, I'll say this, though. Um, yeah, they they have stopped running the ball. And I think one of the things is that it's been their decision to do it. Uh, they just didn't even try it against the Baltimore Ravens. right? And against the Colts, they had such horrific field position in the first half of that game uh, that they came out and scored two really nice touchdowns after the halftime. But man, oh man, they just decided not to run it. It wasn't even like they tried it enough to. It wasn't even like they tried it enough to get away from it. So I think it was a decision more than trying it against the Ravens and then giving up on it. So I think that was that's one thing. So I. But I, I'm with you. I don't think they can win that game if they don't go in there at least attempt to run the football with uh, with Devin Singletary T.J. Yeldon or Antonio Williams, whoever it might be.
1: It'll be interesting to watch. Again, it should be a really interesting game. The Bills are the one team in this weekend that i think their season's a success regardless of what happens this has been a screaming success they may even be in a lot of people's opinion one year ahead of schedule so to be where they are head to head with mahomes and reed on sunday should be fascinating one more thing for you steve as i let you go you are part of the 25 modern era semifinalists for the pro football hall of fame what what does that mean to you
0: oh well, it's, it's flattering i mean are you kidding me um it's humbling to be in that conversation. I mean, I, I love the guys I played with and I wouldn't change anything about my career uh, hall of fame or not. Um, It was, it was phenomenal. Like I said, early on in the, in the, in the interview, I mean, I, those guys I played with, um, you know, I love them and I respect them and it was a lot of fun. It was an honor to be a part of that team. And um, yeah, yeah, the hall of fame is awesome. I mean, I, I mean, it's just, it's an unbelievable honor to be in that, um i've been in the semifinals before i've never made it to the finals but even so um it's humbling i'm very proud of my career and the guys that i played with and the coaches that i played for and particularly the city i played in uh and i i don't lose sleep over being not being in the hall of fame or not getting to the finals i think it'd be a great gift no question but um i i I don't know what to say. It's just unbelievable to me that I was able to be a part of something so cool, not only about the team that I played on, but the league that I played in. Um, And you look around now, Greeny, can you believe they got 256 regular season games in and all the playoffs and Mm -hmm. didn't miss a beat? The the NFL is an amazing, amazing league to be a part of.
1: And now they're going to give... Uh, tickets to the Super Bowl, to all these health they workers. I, I opened the show today by saying, boy, have they gotten a lot of things right. And I'll say this to you, Tasker, as a lifelong Jet fan, I've never rooted for the Bills in my entire life. But you guys have made me <laughs> kind of, between talking to you and Smith and Kelly and, and, and Thurman this week, I, there's a part of me that almost wants to see you guys go on. So you've achieved the practically well, impossible. That's what I'll tell you. Let me
0: say this. Yeah. Let me say this, Green. You've, did, you've done the Bills mafia a real solid by picking the Chiefs to win. And we appreciate it. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Very well played. Very well played. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death.
1: Very well played. Steve Tasker, good luck this weekend. It was a pleasure catching up, and we'll talk again soon. Take care.
0: All right, Greeny. Bye bye.
1: That's Steve Tasker again, still doing all sorts of analysis work in Buffalo, and it really has. Look, I've said, I've joked many times, and Brandon, who's our stage manager here, is also a Jet fan, so he'll know exactly what I mean. I used to joke. That if I wrote an autobiography, it would be called, we never win in Buffalo. (laughs) My entire life, we never win in Buffalo. Um, And so I've always rooted against the Bills. You know, no matter what team you're a fan of, you root against the other teams in that division. That's just natural. Um, But these guys have really made me, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the, the closeness that they still have to this day. We've had Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas, and now Steve in the last week. And here they are, getting set to play Kansas City this weekend. Let's see what happens. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average.
2: The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List.
1: All right, today's green list is Brady-centric, and the green list is, again, my top five this, that, or the other, as selected by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And for today, as he gets set to play in his 14th conference championship game, my list is the top five things I can tell you about Tom Brady that are just going to flat-out blow your mind. Number five. Number five is this. In one season, Brady has now already accounted for 25% of all of the wins in the playoff history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have been around since the 70s. He has now won a quarter of all the playoff games they've ever won. So he went to that franchise and in one year has them in the conference championship game. And if he should win the Super Bowl, he will at that point have accounted for 40% in one year of all the playoff games that franchise has ever won. What he's doing here is ridiculous. Number four. Number four. In his conference championship game history, Tom Brady has completed 304 passes. He has 304 completions in conference championship games. Joe Montana and Peyton Manning are second and third all-time on that list. If you add up their number, it's 42 less than Brady. Manning plus Montana equals 42 fewer completions in conference championship games than Tom Brady. He has lapped the field. Top five list of his things. Number three. Number three. In his 40s alone, so since he turned 40 years old, he has won more playoff games, or as many playoff games, I should say. Since he turned 40, Tom Brady has won as many playoff games as the Bengals, the Texans, the Cardinals, the Lions, or the Jaguars in their franchise history. Since he turned 40. In his 40s, he has as many playoff wins as the Bengals, Texans, Cardinals, Lions, or Jaguars. It's ridiculous. Number two is my favorite. Number two. If you just look at his career, Tom Brady has made the conference finals in 74% of his seasons. 74%. That means in every season in which Tom Brady has played in the NFL, it is more likely that he makes it to the conference championship round than it is that LeBron James makes a free throw in his career, than it is that any pitcher in Major League Baseball throws a strike on any pitch, or that any golfer on tour makes a putt longer than four feet. It is more likely that Tom Brady is going to make it to the conference championship game than any of those things. If you stop and think about it, it is ridiculous. Think of all the things that can happen over the course of a football season. Every single year, it's likelier that he's going to make it to the conference championship than it is that Tiger Woods is going to make a five-foot putt, five feet. It's impossible to believe.
0: Number one.
1: And then finally, number one is now applicable as of this week, because as of this Sunday, Tom Brady will become the only quarterback ever to start a conference championship game under four different U.S. presidents, Bush, Obama, Trump, and now Biden. And that is today's Green List involving Tom Brady and the ridiculous manner in which he has lapped the field as a football player. We open today by saying this is the goat against the boat, and at least half of that is not an opinion. To suggest that anyone other than Tom Brady is the greatest football player that has ever lived is, in my opinion, to immediately disqualify yourself from the conversation. Doesn't mean he's the best. But greatest is about what you've accomplished. And what he has accomplished, no one in the sports history has ever come close. And check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision, an original series now streaming only on Disney+. And speaking of things that you can check out, I just want to remind you again that Conor McGregor is fighting tomorrow night on ESPN Plus. He's back in the octagon. They're in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. It's a rematch against Dustin Poirier. It's UFC 257 and it's only on ESPN Plus. UFC 257 exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for 69.99. Visit espnplus.com/ppv. All right, next order of business.
0: I'm sorry. What? What what, what? I'm, sorry.
2: what, what? I'm sorry. What?
3: I'm sorry what?
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: Every now and again you'll hear someone say something and the only response you can come up with is, I'm sorry, what? Did you hear the new head coach of the Detroit Lions talking yesterday? Did you hear Dan Campbell? Let me play you 25 seconds of this nonsense.
3: This team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, All right. And and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before before long. We're going to be the last one standing.
1: Okay, this is just abject nonsense. And I will tell you why. Because in the entire history of pro football, which goes back at this point over a hundred years, that's not how any team has ever won. Never. Because I'll let you in on a little secret. Every one of those guys out on there on that field is impossibly tough. You don't get to the National Football League without being ridiculously tough. So someone needs to tell this coach that his team isn't going to be any tougher than any other team in the league. You may win games, but it damn sure isn't going to be because you're tougher than the guys on the other team. In fact, if you think that's how you win, you have no chance before you start. Do you know who I don't hear talking like that? Kyle Shanahan. I don't hear Matt LaFleur talking like that. We're not going to go out there and bite anybody's kneecaps this Sunday. I don't hear Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid talking like that. You know how you win in pro football? Be smarter than the other guy. Outscheme them. If you think biting their kneecaps is the way to win in the NFL, I'm skeptical before you coach your first game, before you hold your first practice. Do you think Bill Belichick has rings on every finger on both his hands because his teams were tougher? Please, this is nonsense. It just sounds ridiculous. If I'm Matt Stafford, I'm listening to that, and I'm thinking, well, here we go again. We went out and found a guy who says, we're going to beat you because we're tougher than you are. Spoiler alert, no one is tougher than anybody else in the NFL. That's not how anyone has ever won a single football game in the history of the National Football League. you got to have good players, and then you got to be smarter than the other team. Because tougher may work in high school. Because some kids out there aren't all that tough. And those are the ones who aren't going to play in college. Maybe it even works in college. Because maybe some of those kids aren't quite as tough. Those ones aren't going to the NFL. You don't get to the NFL unless you are impossibly, unimaginably tough. No one has ever won because they're tougher than the other team. Coming up next, I will explain how the player under the least pressure this weekend is actually the player under the most pressure this weekend.
2: This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
1: Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greeny.
0: Greenie, the podcast.
1: We're back on ESPN Radio here, Greeny, with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. And in just a moment, I will tell you why the player under the least pressure this weekend is actually the player under the most pressure. But before we do that, let's go live to Kansas City for the scoop. The scoop, and that's where we find Jeff Darlington, our NFL insider, who is there covering the AFC Championship game for us and has the latest on Patrick Mahomes. And Jeff, we spoke early this morning, and to summarize. For those who have not really been paying close attention to this, in in your view, is it a fait accompli that Patrick Mahomes will be playing Sunday for Kansas City?
3: Well, look, Greeny, I mean, everybody within the Chiefs organization expects that, including Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, since Monday, has actually believed that he would eventually be perfectly fine to play in the game, thought all of this was mostly precautionary. But we should also point out, of course, that it doesn't really matter how he feels or how the team feels. It matters that the independent neurological examiner that he will see either today or tomorrow uh, decides that he is okay to play. That's what we're waiting on at this point. And uh, and ultimately once that person gives the okay, then yes, we can expect Mahomes to play in the game.
1: And then, so then there's him playing, and then there's him playing at close to full strength. And in addition to, and maybe more significantly than the concussion piece of this is the foot slash toe piece of this what if anything do you know about how that might affect him Sunday
3: so Andy Reid was quick to dismiss that on I believe it was Tuesday no Monday Monday he basically said that he did not think that the toe was going to be an issue uh at all in this game of course though we all saw he went into the medical tent twice to have that toe treated and was hobbled by it pretty significantly so uh, I'll be curious I mean they they're being dismissive of it but I'll be curious to find out to see on Sunday with our own eyes if that does impact him. I'm with you. I do not think that, uh, with all due respect, I I know that concussions are a sensitive issue. I get no sense that that will inhibit Mahomes in his preparation or in his play. The toe, to me, is a a far more uh, significant measure when it comes to whether he can play at full strength.
1: Totally agree. And 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 as to whether or not it has a real impact on who ends up winning the game, Jeff Darlington, my NFL insider extraordinaire, is with me. And, and you are forever a legend on our TV show, Get Up, because you broke the Tom Brady story on our air. And that was <laughs> one of the great moments in the history of moments. And so with that thought yeah. in mind, let me ask you as we go to the other game, because you, you know him and, and, and your insight into him, I think, is as good as anyone's. What sense do you have... Of the longevity of his future, the man is 43 years old. Huh. He, he, he yeah. shows no sign of slowing down. So, what if anything do you know about in his own mind <laughs> how how long he plans to keep going?
3: Are, are we are we going to break some more news here, Greeny? I'm not intending to do this. Yeah. Uh, but but I, but I will tell you that that I do know that he is not sitting here saying that he believes, first of all, that he will be finished up this year. I know that that's not anybody's uh, expectation. But in his mind, I know that he doesn't think that next year is going to be it for him. So I, he's going to plan out his contract with the Bucks. Where he goes from there remains to be seen. But the one thing I'd point out here, guys, is that in the past, the fact that we've thought about him retiring at 45, in part had to do with family reasons, right? Moving on with things for for Giselle's sake and his family's sake. His family is very happy in Tampa right now. So the fact that we're talking about what he's done at this point at 43 years old, it would not surprise me at all if he plays not next year, but also the year after that as well, Greeny.
1: It's incredible. I mean, he could be out there as a starting quarterback in the National Football League at the age of 45, and I would have told you it's, it's just steadfastly impossible, but at this point, there's no reason to say that. He has taken impossible and turned it on its and head. Green, it, it's ridiculous. Green, your,
3: guy, your guy Hembo pointed it out yeah. uh, to me the other day. He sent me a text. I mean, the guy is the most prolific deep ball passer of the season. Nobody's throwing more deep passes, completing them, than him, more than he's ever thrown in his own career. That's right. So, like, the unbelievable is very believable at this point in terms of how long he'll play.
1: All right, it's outstanding. Listen, Jeff, uh, stay safe out there and careful. Enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll check in next week. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brady. That's uh, Jeff Darlington with the very latest insight. As again, he covers the AFC Championship game for us. Expect Mahomes to play, but we'll see if the foot is a factor. And then the other side of it, again, he's as close to Brady as it gets. He broke that story on our TV show back in March, and we'll see. Brady shows no signs of slowing down. Meanwhile, I think I've told you many times that when it comes to sports, and maybe not even only sports. That I am sort of that rare genius. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long Long after after its time. time. The genius you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. That's exactly right, Charles Barkley, and thank you. And here's what I will tell you. That the player under the most pressure of all the games in the NFL this weekend, of all the players on the field on Sunday, the player under the most pressure is the player under the least pressure. And his name is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is under on one level. No pressure. He's playing with house money. If ever anyone has been playing with house money, he is. The improvement in his game from year two to year three has been ridiculous. He is he They're going to sign him to a monster contract. He has become a superstar in the NFL. And the Bill season and his in particular are a screaming success if they lose 70 to nothing. If they lose 70 to nothing Sunday, which, of course, they're not going to, but if they, lo- if they get blown out Sunday, his season is a success. So in that regard, he has less pressure on him than anybody, certainly less than Rodgers, Brady, and Mahomes. But I think you could also argue no team needs anyone to play huge more than the Bills need him to play huge. Because not only do they need him to match Mahomes explosive play for explosive play, But I think his running with the football is going to be critical because you don't beat Mahomes without time of possession. You don't beat Mahomes without a running attack. And their running backs have only had 19 carries in their two playoff games. Allen has had 18. Look for Josh Allen running with the ball to be an enormous part of the attack on Sunday against Kansas City. And thus, he's got to throw it. He's got to run it. I believe Josh Allen will have to have – in what has been the season of his life, the game of his life, to win this Sunday. And thus, the player with no pressure has all the pressure on him in the AFC Championship game. Huge hour on the way. What do the fans want? That's the question. I've got the answer. Next.